0: Welcome to the Crit RPG Podcast, a podcast where a German guy is talking to Australians about fantasy because they live close to New Zealand. Breaking the streak today is Ace Balequa, author of Time Flies. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, A little nervous, but that's okay. I've got notes to work off of.
0: A story about time-traveling sky pirates. How?
1: Um. So I I only started writing um like creative writing fiction stuff four months ago, five months ago. And my mm-hmm. first story, um, "House on Nightmares," was a magical girl story, very similar to like Magical Girl Gunslinger and uh, Stray Cat Strut. And I mm-hmm. had no idea what I was doing. I basically got really lucky because. Uh, magical girl gunslinger went on hiatus and I happened to be the number one on their like um readers also read thing
0: oh okay,
1: so I got a lot of i got a lot of uh views and follows that way mm-hmm. um and then I got picked up by the Council of the eternal hiatus server okay. and started learning how to actually like write. <laughs> Okay. Um I went through a whole bunch of different ideas um about 3 months ago. Mm-hmm. Like um a semi cozy witch revenge story, um Valkyrie isekai and a ping pong lit RPG.
0: A ping pong lit RPG.
1: <laughs> yeah, a ping pong lit RPG. Um all conflict in the world was replaced by ping pong and it was essentially um seven samurai or magnificent seven, but with ping pong
0: <laughs> i w- I would say you're making this up, but you are literally making this up, so uh, yeah,
1: yeah it's I wrote a whole chapter of it and then decided I couldn't do it <laughs> 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 um yeah, yeah, but i I'm a former fourth grade teacher, and okay. one of the one of the things that we taught was treasure island oh. and so I'm really familiar with Treasure Island, and pirates were always a thing I was interested in as a kid. Mm-hmm. So, I felt like pirates and a kid, a kid main character, felt really solid. Mm-hmm. And so, when I was writing it, I just tried to go for as much of a like treasure, Treasure Island, Treasure Planet, Pirates of the Caribbean kind of vibe as I could. Yeah, and the time travel just kind of fell in.
0: Yeah, do you ever feel like that that's like too much?
1: Um no I feel like I've balanced it out okay the time travel is a little bit more of a slow burn mm-hmm. I'm just about ready to start posting like the first time loopy stuff onto Royal Road but I'm not there oh. yet like two or three chapters
0: I'm looking forward to that uh I wish I had time to read all these all these stories in depth um but I'm still yeah. working working my day job, of course.
1: Huh. I totally get that. My uh, my follow list is a nightmare.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's it's very hard to kind of look for the right stories and stick with one because they're also tasty and all these, mm-hmm. right? So yours yeah. is obviously right up there. Oh, um, well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, the, the cover is super charming and super catchy and... I think the concept is also really cool, right? So mm-hmm. I, I know that uh, Royal Road is very much a ninja territory, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think pirate stories do have a have a have a space.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's another guy on our server that wrote steampunk pirates as well and had a kind of similar result i think just Mm -hmm. not as much success as they were hoping for Mm -hmm.
0: how how much success were you hoping for
1: um my goal when i started my goal when i started publishing it was to hit top seven on rising stars Mm -hmm. and i hoped that i would beat my previous story on follows my previous stories at 1,278 followers and this one's at 823 so I did not quite make it but okay. uh, the good thing about um, being in a genre that's not super popular is the only people who click on it to read it are people who really want to read it so my rating is ridiculous
0: yeah I can I can see that yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah rating is definitely a thing that um Mm -hmm. i'm 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 quite struggling with right now uh to the point where i think uh, so this is my first railroad rodeo and Mm -hmm. i think i I think i made some like bad mistakes on my on my story so didn't really format the power-ups really well there was there were some points where maybe the intent wasn't so clear and if you don't buy a book, right, if you could if just get it for free, it's very easy to just go, okay, next, especially if it's in the second chapter.
1: Right. I totally get that um, with the system and power-ups and stuff. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to, how to write good progression, I guess. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. What is good progression for you?
1: Um, making sure that the dopamine hits the reader at the right time. Like, oh, okay. um, one of the people on our, on my server or on the CODIS server that I talk to a lot, um, talks a lot about like how to pace the novel so, f- with the reader in mind, rather than just what you want in mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, talking a lot about how the reader should feel and keeping that in mind as you write. Mm -hmm. And I think progression fantasy and lit RPG have a great system for doing that. I just have to figure out how to make the uh, power-ups hit at the right time. Mm
0: -hmm. What have you learned about it so far?
1: Um, So with Time Flies, one of the things that I learned from that is a lot of planning skills. So... Going into my first story, I basically pantsed it and then worked myself into a pretty deep hole with a certain side character where I hated writing her, the readers hated reading her, and she had very few redeemable qualities. Okay. Um, And with um, Time Flies... Before I ever, before I ever wrote an arc, I'd have the arc all the way planned out and mm-hmm. have an idea of what the next couple were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also switched to a seven-point structure from no structure at all that uh, let me set up the major beats for every arc.
0: So you're you're you've become more of a of a plotter.
1: Yeah, much more of a plotter. Um, okay and i'm working on another project and that's gotten even worse to the point where it's starting to be a little bit ridiculous i had the whole story completely plotted out before i wrote a word
0: mm-hmm. okay for me it's i've tried plotting and it didn't work for me at all when i when i know how a story ends i can no longer write it i'm noticing this right now for for my current arc i've been i've been i mean I screwed up my hand real bad. Um, I got like repetitive strain injury and like some sort of carpal tunnel thing combined. So I couldn't type for a while. So I just plotted it all out. And now that I have more time, I'm struggling so hard because I... Yeah, because I know how it's going to end and it's no longer exciting, right?
1: Yeah, for me, it's... It was about avoiding major pitfalls like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And also trying to write with where the characters were going in mind so that I had some idea of how they needed to act to get there.
0: If you are a friend of the kazoo ad, you have to be very, very strong now. I regret to inform you that Sherlaloon went and bought the tear that removes the kazoo ad from all podcasts and and now it's gone so you got shirtloom sure to, to thank for that on the other hand if you want to add the kazoo ad again there's a tier for that too thanks so much for listening and let's get on with the show um okay yeah huh interesting you were you were talking about uh, C-O-T-E-H a lot. Um, I'm actually going to link a card of theirs in the description of this of this podcast. So if you guys are interested in going well, on a really cool server about writing, well, go and join them. Um, so far, I think it's three thousand members or something.
1: I'm not sure on the membership, but there's a lot of us. Um, And we're really craft focused, really Mm -hmm. focused on improving writing quality, improving um, the skills you need to be successful. I guess this Mm -hmm. is kind of my, my shameless plug. Um, (laughs) I run or organize the critique groups. And this month we had, I want to say 26 members
0: Oh, cool! Split
1: across nine teams, eight or nine teams.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. What um, if I'm a reader? If I'm just a reader, not a writer, what's something I can I can get from the server too?
1: So a whole bunch of the authors have um, reading communities within the server. I know Crownfall. Crownfall runs the server, and he's got a community hidden away somewhere. And then there's a general reading community as well. Um, Mm -hmm. lots of novel recommendations discussion about different books Um, Cradle 12 just came out and that was big in there for several days The Captain was big a month or two ago Um, This Is How You Lose the Time War has been big Uh oh Oh, yeah (laughs) I'm reading that for a book group
0: (laughs) Uh, Ripple System 4 is also out Mm -hmm. Shatter Soul uh, and right now I'm actually reading that and I'm having a blast reading it uh, Travis Baldry is doing an excellent job again uh, I don't know anyone who can put so much personality into a talking axe it is <laughs> it, it is it is just the greatest thing and uh, combine that with like this hilarious writing I really recommend uh, the Ripple system in general but from book two onwards it like really picks up um i think many lit rpgs or progression fantasies have this thing where the author still has to get into a groove at the beginning none of them really like slap from the start or do you know any
1: um lit rpgs that slap from the very beginning um Demonic Devourer by Slifer um, mm-hmm. starts out pretty hard. Like, it's it's not messing around. <laughs> yeah, like, Demonic Devourer's first line is, like, objective, first eat the babies. So you know it's going to go hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, very much stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I think getting the tension right at the beginning is, I, I'm not going to say easy, but getting the feel of the story right from the very first page. That's something that's something that is rarer. And yeah, it's a bit of a struggle, I think.
1: Yeah. And like first lines and first chapters are so important um, and so hard to really get right. Yeah. I, Time flies. First chapter went through several drafts and a lot of critique and it's still not performing quite where I want it to. Mm-hmm. It's not. It just doesn't have the punch at the end. I don't think to keep people reading. But okay. uh, you know, you learn from you learn from every book you write.
0: What's what's something you've learned, for example?
1: Um. So I talked a lot about the planning, um, a little bit ago, mm-hmm. but. I sat down with uh, Crown Fall for a while about uh, about super supportive, the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, after I started reading it, and I just could not figure out why it was so good, and we talked a lot about conflict threading and tying emotions to different uh, like mice quota mice quotient threads. Um. So in that book, like in that story, whenever the main character is investigating something whenever it's an inquiry thread, there's a certain vibe of like sadness to it. And so that emotion gets tied to that type of conflict. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've tried to do with, uh, with time flies, but I'm especially working hard on for my next story. Okay
0: how would i how would I as a reader see that come about? Can you give an example
1: Alden, the main character and super supportive he his parents get killed when he's a kid and he gets saved by like a sidekick kind of superhero mm-hmm. and later on, when he's starting to grow up and he's like an early teenager, I think he starts digging into exactly what happened. And he, he's got all of these emotions tied to his parents' death and like these very like sad, nostalgic kind of emotions. But when his friends show up later in that chapter, it switches from being like an internally character-driven conflict to something that's more um external event driven
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he his emotional state switches from this sad nostalgic kind of state to something a lot more like happy and excited okay and that tends to happen every time that his friends show up so ah okay that not like a combative conflict but that conflict with Him wanting to become a superhero and being really into it, and his friends kind of feeling like it's probably not going to happen and stuff. um, That conflict is highlighted with, um, with like a happy emotion.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I (laughs) I can do that.
1: And one of the things that um, Super Supportive does really well is the author is flipping between conflicts and their emotions about every like thousand to 1500 words Mm -hmm. so he they often leave the chapter on an unresolved kind of kind of emotion or unresolved conflict
0: oh yeah of course um how did you get into the whole lit rpg genre how did you what got you interested in it, and what's, what's maybe some of the books you read that you can really recommend or that you really admire?
1: Um, so I found Royal Road. I had no idea what lit RPG was, um, at all. Like a year ago, oh, wow, a year and a half ago, I guess. Um, I found Royal Road through the book First Contact by Ralts Bloodborne. It's a military sci-fi epic that is approaching a thousand chapters. Um, okay. And I read it to 800 chapters twice before I ever made an account on Royal Road. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I made an account and I started reading all sorts of other stories. And I've always been a like Pathfinder player and a Dungeons and Dragons player. So Lit RPG felt kind of natural to me. Yeah. But it wasn't until I read, um, I already talked a little bit about Slifer, but uh, until I read Dungeon Tour Guide that I was like, I think I can do this.
0: Well, 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 it's a new ad. If you're interested in having your story shouted out on this podcast, please reach out to me under critrpg.podcast at gmail.com. For now, I just finished the first book in my own series, Torchbearer. If you like a slow burn story about weak to OP main characters, mixing magic and technology, and numbers going up, you might also enjoy this one. You can find the link to my link tree down below. And that's all for now. Thank you very much for listening and or watching, and let's get on with the show.
1: Because it's a weird combination of like Isekai lit lit RPG and um, Dungeon Core, but I really, yeah, but I really liked it. And I started thinking about, like, what kind of stories can I write? And none of the stories that I originally thought about ever got written. They're all just sitting there in my, like, to-be-read file.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think I have, like, 64 Scrivener projects that I've been carrying around with me since, like, 2010. So... (laughs) It's a struggle to know what where to invest the time in and and where not. Um but it's good to have, right? Because every time you think, Oh my lord, I don't have anything to write anymore. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> what if this book fails? You have more stuff. You can you can do more stuff.
1: Yeah, there's always something. But anyway, that's how I got into that RPG. Yeah, that's
0: pretty cool. I mean Dungeon Tour Guide sounds super exciting. I it's on my to read list still. Um I really wish I had more time. Uh, so please uh, do give me Patreon money. The link is right below this podcast. Just give me lots of money so I can quit my day job and read more books. Thank you. Um, joke aside, we also talked about, hey, how do you got into lit RPG? What's something that's really exciting for you in lit RPG? But I really want to talk about, well, new books that you love. So is there any anyone you really want to shout out? And don't say Merchant Crab.
1: Oh, man, it was on my list. Um, <laughs> God Damn it. All right. So if I can't talk about Merchant Crab and Pies, um, which I guess I'm not allowed to. Um, sorry, host. Yeah. Um, if I can't talk about that, I've got one story in mind that is absolutely not getting enough attention and it's because it doesn't fit the typical railroad genre stuff mm-hmm. so um, my friend ad astrid ad aspera writes the road unseen
0: oh. um,
1: it's an urban fantasy tragedy that basically is play stupid games win stupid prizes for the two main characters um, they dig into their grandpa's old magic books figure out that magic is real and jump right into, like, contacting the Fey. Okay. And the Fey kidnap one. The other one has to get her back. And it is super tragic. Um, lots of really great emotional writing. The prose is fantastic. Um, the storyline's really tight. There's a lot of really awesome side stories that flesh out the world really well. Mm-hmm. But it's not getting the traction it should. It's in like the mid-40s on uh, on Rising Stars right now, and it really Mm -hmm. deserves to be much higher.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it right now, right? So it's been out for 21 days, and I think it's already gotten enough followers to know that it's really good. So it's sitting at 181 followers, an overall score of 4.67. So if you're reading it, and you're into something a little more experimental for Royal Road, and you're looking uh, to go out of your comfort zone, do give The Roads Unseen, square brackets, Urban Fantasy Gone Wrong, by Ad Astrid Per Aspera, a look, really good shout-out, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, so I'm, I'm a little bit distracted, so I'm thinking maybe I could just read out the blurb.
1: Um, Sure, go for it.
0: All right, so... In the wake of their grandfather's death... The Offrey twins discovered that magic was real. They did what any college freshman would do and took a risk. Of course, they didn't know how high the stakes were. In the fairy woods, there are worse fates than failure and death. The bloodline is the only thing that saves them when things go wrong. One stays there, captive in a world she used to dream about. The other goes home to a world they never really knew, desperate to save our sister's soul before it's too late. So what to expect? Mistakes, consequences, fay of the vindictive sort, syncsis, party cults, party cults, uh-huh, okay, mm-hmm. and tragically broken characters. Again, if you're looking for quick numbers go up, maybe this is not the right book for you. But if you're into feeling emotions and getting traumatized, I think that sounds pretty cool.
1: It was Merchant Crab.
0: It was Merchant Crab. No, it it wasn't Merchant (laughs) Crab. Oh, yeah, 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 right. So uh, my shout-out is going to go to Let's Not Obliterate, an OPMC romance. So it's the complete contrast. If you're looking for really big numbers and really OP stuff, do give this one a read. It also has emotions, but only the fluffy good ones, I promise. I don't promise, but... Do give it a read. Um, it's by Little Help, who is an amazing human being, by the way. Um, they are not of Little Help. They are of great help, actually. And I think you should really give it a go. So, the blurb... I'm going to rush through this a little bit. Slaying the ancient evil, Theora would rather sleep. The system is displeased with its strongest heroine, because Theora keeps putting off completing her main quest. And when she finally arrives to meet the ancient evil... It introduces herself as Dima, a cute demoness who doesn't want to be killed. So they do side quests instead. But the clock is ticking. The system won't tolerate being denied forever. I think that's frigging cute.
1: I've read the first um, five or six chapters. It's on my mm-hmm. list. And I'm just overwhelmed with all the reading I have to do. Yeah. But um, I really have enjoyed it so far. Yeah.
0: I've gone through some of the chapters myself. Um, this one has been out for 26 days. I think the trope of what happens after the hero wins is never done enough. I love that trope and it's it's a spin-off of that, I think. So absolutely, again, let's not obliterate. Do give it a read if you're interested in cute romances and, uh, well, demon girls, I guess. Okay, mm. cool, awesome. Do you want to give any shout-outs? That's not Merchant Crab?
1: Um, I want to once again shout out the Council of the Eternal Hiatus server. Mm-hmm. Super cool server. Very chill. Um, it was really intimidating joining it and seeing, like, Excarnation, carnation who writes Reborn as a, as a demonic tree, mm-hmm. and um, some of the other, like, really big names on Royal Road just, like, chilling and shitposting and stuff but (laughs) uh it's a really great server really positive vibes really craft focused um and then yeah i think that's i covered most of my other shout outs in passing so that works
0: awesome then i think this is it awesome all right look we finally went through an entire podcast without shouting out Merchant Crab by Host.
1: I mean, we, uh, we inadvertently shouted out Merchant Crab by Host about four times.
0: No, we did not shout out Merchant Crab by Host. <laughs> we explicitly did not.
1: Yeah, don't, don't read Merchant Crab by Host, whatever you do. Don't do it.
0: It is too <laughs> hilarious. It must be contained. I think we've taken this joke as far as we can.
1: Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very much so. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, check out all the books we've discussed today in the links below. Do consider buying me a coffee or signing up for my Patreon. And yeah, thank you so much for listening in. We're at, I think, 250 listeners over all podcasting sites. And I think like 350 or something on YouTube which is more than I ever thought I would reach with the Citadel podcast. Thank you so much, and I'll see you later.